0: Hi, Glenn Broggett with Pioneer 90.1 FM, and today I'm bringing back a guest. Uh, I've been calling this uh, uh, off mic uh, the one-year follow-up for our guest. It was just last year. Uh, We had a really good chat. I had a really good chat with uh, Tom Murray of The Litter. And, and Tom was uh, you know, very busy man at that time. Of course, uh, the album Future of the Past came out in uh, tw- late 2019 and was starting to gain momentum. And then, of course, uh, you know, we were also dealing with uh, COVID-19. And who would have thought, you know, we, as we are uh, talking today that we are still... In the midst of COVID nineteen, but we're hoping that we can uh, it may have, see more improvements as the days and weeks ahead move on. But anyway, he's here for his one year checkup, and I'm really interesting uh, interested to find out, in his words, what he's been up to because I've seen some stuff online, and I've I've, I've been re- real real curious. He's definitely got a lot of irons in the fire, but some really cool stuff. So I'm going to, uh, you know, without any further ado, let the man tell us about this good stuff here for his one year follow up. The man from the litter, Mr. Tom Murray, Tom, welcome back to KSRQ radio.
1: Oh, thank you, Glenn. And, uh, it's been an interesting year, which, uh, it was very, very hard for most of the people in the industry. And, uh, and it started to uh, open up again and, and, uh, we're back.
0: And that is great to hear and perfect timing for us to get together to, to chat about, you know, the things uh, we we wish we could have uh, unleashed a little bit earlier, but of course, COVID lasted a a little bit longer than uh, what anybody expected. It was a, it was a normal that was getting blazed uh, every day and we were just trying to figure out uh, how to live with it. And now it seems like we're, we're starting to get that down, man. And, And, you know, Getting it out of this COVID is going to be a pretty darn good thing for and, and the music industry in general. And we were talking off, Mike, just how much of an impact uh, COVID has had on, on, you know, so many things. But the music and entertainment industry, first and foremost, and a lot of the smaller venues across the country. And, uh, yeah, what a year for, uh, for, you know, and now we can get into hopefully into rebound mode. But what a year the industry had to, had, has had due to COVID.
1: Nothing like I've ever seen. And, uh, it, uh, it, it was like the whole entertainment business and bands and everything. We went into a coma and and now we're starting to wake up, which Mm -hmm. is awesome.
0: Yeah, and exactly, and uh, your uh, the litter is uh, definitely uh, like I said. I've been checking out some of your stuff online, and first of all, tell me a little bit about this uh, this uh, honor here. Uh, I, I read a little something here about something uh, that the litter was uh, to be a recipient of or, or nominated for, but the International Songwriter Association. Now, talk about uh, what what the litter. Uh, what's going on with the litter with that, that association and uh, you know, what sort of honor was bestowed?
1: So far as now uh, we were nominated for uh, uh, best single uh, of the year. And uh, now just uh, last week, uh, we've been informed that we are now a finalist going into the competition. And uh, uh, it'll be August 7th down in Atlanta, Georgia that uh, they'll they'll uh, do the winners of all the categories. And it's just an honor that uh, we presented the song uh, Crazy Horse Legend, which is um, basically uh, about uh, Crazy Horse the man, the Native American mm-hmm. Crazy Horse.
0: And you expanded upon this uh, Crazy Horse Legend, because we were talking uh, online a little bit about uh, where you were going to go as far as releasing the single and, uh, this crazy horse legend, the song that was on the album, you decided to do a little bit more than that. Uh, it went just beyond just being a, a, a song that was a tribute. You really, uh, walked a walk and, uh, really got into a very interesting project, uh, involving, uh, you know, going beyond just the song title, but really going and delving into the crazy horse legend.
1: Yeah. It, uh, it started where, um, I wanted to, uh, um, uh, make sure that uh, we were going to talk about the Native American crazy horse uh, that we were right on the money and um, the lyrics uh, uh, actually they were written by Janet Dean uh, which is um, uh, my honey and, um, and so she started to investigate uh, of who how we can get an approval of the song. And, um, uh, uh, just luckily we ran into the administrator of the crazy horse estate and, uh, a descendant of crazy horse. And he lives on uh, Pine Ridge, South Dakota, the reservation. And we presented him, uh, the lyrics and he got back and, uh, we were actually in the studio recording it at the time with, with, uh, uh, Ronnie Long the singer of the band. And, uh, and it was it was really cool because he got back when we were recording it and he said, I love it. Don't change a word And so we, we got the approval of the real deal uh going into this. And uh so that was just, just awesome. I mean it was like, oh yeah, okay. And because uh, it was really important that uh that we we, we did this song right, you know, for crazy horse and uh then after that we started to be uh get to be friends with doug doug this and that and um uh then uh, decided that this, this is so cool and after we were talking to him uh came up with the idea that um that we would bring him in the studio and, and i and i asked him if he could tell a story and so uh went to rapid city south dakota hooked up with doug when the, uh, uh, the, uh, 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 I'll I'm spacing out the, 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 recording studio, but I'll say it again. Okay. Um, uh, Flat Flatiron, Flatiron recording studio and, uh, in Rapid City. And, uh, Doug, uh, told a six minute story, uh, of, uh, a Lakota perspective of what happened uh In the Battle of Little Bighorn, we also called it the greasy grass, but the Battle of Bighorn that Custer was involved in and uh, is his story of the Lakota perspective on what really happened that day and it's a it's a beautiful story and uh, uh we put it on a, a picture disc, a 12 inch picture disc and uh, we found um uh, Doug was saying, uh, this, this other, uh, chief, his name was, uh, uh chief iron tail and chief iron tail was with the Buffalo bill, uh, show in, uh, 1880. And, um, uh, it, it was, and plus he was, uh, the model for the Indian Head nickel, which I don't think a whole lot of people you know, know about that. Mm. But, uh, and he told us that uh, he, he drew uh, drawings uh, 140 years ago. And they were in the archives at the Buffalo Bill Museum in Golden, Colorado. So we contacted them. Uh, they gave us permission to use these never seen before drawings uh, by Chief Irontail. And uh, I had a friend of mine, uh, Dale Strings, who was uh, in Minneapolis. Uh, which is a also he's a player and he took uh these they were all you know water stained and they weren't in really good shape but he redid them that they were, they, they look like they were drawn yesterday i mean he, he, it was just a beautiful job that he did on them so these uh images that are on the picture disc uh are the real again the real deal of uh chief iron tail um that he drew these drawings about the battle of the Little little Horn, and uh it's just awesome and uh, so we have uh art and music and uh then the jackets that that's in uh it's uh it's bigger than a regular album it's not really designed to to go in record stores it's just a 6 the story and then then the then our song uh, crazy horse legend is on this too and uh but uh uh, crazy Horse is basically known as uh, thunder, lightning, and hail. So um, uh, Dale uh, came up with this uh, uh, the, the thunder, lightning, and hail, and uh, it's a, it's a beautiful uh, jacket for it. And then I was and I was going well. We got thunder and I mean we got lightning and hail on the jacket, but um, what are we going to do about the thunder? So we have a thunder button. On it, and I asked Doug if he would put his thumbprint on it. And when you push it, thunder comes out of the jacket.
0: Yeah. Very cool.
1: So it's a yeah, it's very cool, and um, uh, it's so authentic. And that, that's what excites me the most that it is authentic
0: and mm-hmm.
1: every detail of uh, uh, the man, Crazy Horse, and uh, the his spirit lives on today.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely uh, hitting uh, the authenticity thing so well. I mean, uh, with uh, you talking about the the cover to uh, you know the the story and to Doug himself to be able to uh, make such a connection with uh, Doug, who is a, a descendant of Crazy Horse, a Lakota elder. And uh, what was it like, uh, you know, getting to know him a little bit more? I mean, uh, the man has uh, comes from such a, a, a very fable or a very Broad history, I mean, with Crazy Horse. What what was it like to to make that connection? I mean, he, not only he recorded it for you, but just to have that connection with Doug, and and to be uh, you know, to kind of get in and get a perspective that you probably wouldn't have gotten you know, out of a, a book.
1: Um, well, well, the cross culture aspect of this, he is a real historian about the the background of the Lakota Nation um, and Ogallala uh, that that's that's what he is, o- Ogalalla, uh, and that's one thing in Lakota. Uh, and it's uh, he's re- he's really mellow. He does live on Pine Ridge, which is extremely poor. And uh, what we're doing on this part is uh, we're we, we're going to donate ten um, percent of anything that we make off of this two pine ribs to help him. I mean it's. It's one of the, It's probably one of the only tribes that uh, that are ex- extremely poor, and uh, it shouldn't be that way at least in the 21st century right now. So the uh, what's happening today with with all the different nationalities, with uh, 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 the lives matter, uh, it's just perfect timing to uh, to to have the people be open and to hear the story, uh, of what really happened mm-hmm. in the battle and, and the, the survival of their, uh, uh the, the reservation right now on it. And, uh, it's just, uh, and he's, he's, he's in the future now. I mean, he's today where the, there's, he, he just, uh, wants to t- spread the love between all people. You know, and to him it's it's like we're all brothers it doesn't matter what color you are whatever we're all brothers we're all one tribe and uh, with our thing is one winner one tribe and uh, that's the message that uh, we're really trying to push out on this is uh, let's we'll bring the low back you know the, the hate shouldn't be there. It's it should be you know the enjoyment of life not the destruction of life.
0: And the cross-cultural awareness, uh, you know, that your project uh, is definitely bringing. Uh, what have you, uh, re- as far as the feedback and uh, things so far from from this recording? Have you uh, heard much, or have you reached out to further extend this beyond just? This this uh, this 45 uh, single to, to bring it into not only into the Lakota culture, but into, uh, uh, you know, the American white American culture as well to kind of cross all of these cultures. Like you mentioned earlier, have you made some steps are things starting to get going now with COVID uh, starting to get more and more into the rearview mirror? It, uh, is there a, the possibility of, of, of moving this forward and and to make people uh, and to come and make people more aware of this crazy horse legend?
1: Uh, yes, we are. And we're just starting now. Uh, the press release worldwide is, is going out here next week. Um, of the people that uh, that will look at this and help out the Buffalo Bill Museum and, um, in Golden, Colorado. Uh, they absolutely love it. Uh, uh, they want to be behind it, and they're helping us out spread it. Uh, we're looking at museums. Uh, we're looking at we have interests of schools that uh, that with the history lessons is to bring us into the schools and have the children listen to um, uh, the Lakota perspective as well as uh, the white man perspective of what happened. And to blend it in, to have one that, it's just it's such a beautiful story, even though it was a battle. And uh, it was about um, keeping the, the, the civil Civilization going. I mean, it was you know our history. It has tragic moments, but it is our history. And um, uh, uh, I'm really excited uh, for this because it's it's just not the music. It's the art. It's the awareness of um, you know we're all brothers. You know we, we should you know live in harmony and enjoy each other and everyone just just go for what they want to do and go for it.
0: That's such a great that message. Makes sense. Oh yeah, that's an absolute great. That's absolutely a great message of positivity and and personal growth. It's, it's such a wonderful thing uh, that you've put together here uh, with this crazy horse legend and the Lakota Perspectives uh, project, uh, featuring Doug Bissonette. Now uh, I want to talk a little bit of, about the the litter. Now, of course, uh, with with the record that has uh, been out, and of course, COVID put a little damper on uh, the, the the real the real unveiling for uh, future of the past, but it seems like future of the past has been getting a little more momentum. You've been able to kind of pick up uh, a few more places to uh, distribute the record too. So it's kind of nice that there's going to be a few more uh, places and options to uh, get this uh, get this record. This uh, great, great. I, I love the album. Uh, in fact, uh, future of the past. But you've been making some moves here, and that's really good to kind of create more awareness uh, for the litter in twenty twenty one.
1: Yeah, we uh, we brought in a uh, an old friend of mine that was uh, out of LA, and for forty years he was in the distribution um, area with some major companies, and uh, he came in and uh, we have uh, distribution on this. Uh, I don't know if you, you can uh, if uh, you know Walmart is carrying it, Target is carrying it, a bunch of other ones are coming. Uh, record store day is an important factor coming up in June and July. And, um, we're just, we're getting, uh, the word out. Uh, we've, we've gotten a number of uh, reviews all over the world that, uh, uh really liked the record. And, um, uh, so we're working hard to, uh, get it out. And we're concentrating now on, uh, uh radio stations around the country. And so fingers crossed. And, uh, God willing, we're going to have a hit record and through the band will start touring.
0: That sounds so cool, man. Just the thought of uh, live music again is uh, definitely uh, perks me up a little bit more. And to, to hear that, uh, you know, just to hear in your voice, just how you know there there is an excitement uh, and there's a real anxious energy to get out and really kind of get things in full gear, and, and instead of just in this whole kind of a holding pattern we've all kind of been in in our own ways here. But to be able to run it out full gear is going to be such a nice thing to to be able to uh, entertain again and and to be able to be entertained i'm 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 definitely looking forward to and i know you're probably looking forward to this as well i think everybody just needs a, a period of getting out and, and seeing and enjoying and just being again
1: oh uh, it's great uh uh one of the guitar players in, in the leader is uh his name is danny masters and um uh he just moved down to florida not too long ago and he's gigging now and uh, he's seeing that um uh, of the excitement now that people are coming out and seeing live music again. And in my opinion, it's a, it's a total a rebirth of the music industry. And with independent, uh, the independent people and out-of-the-box promoting, uh, it's a new era in music. And uh, the people are really ready for this, you know, to... It, it, to go to a live concert and really experience what it is, especially rock and roll, because that that's what it is. This is rock and roll, mm-hmm. but at least what I'm into, you know. And uh, with the album, with the lyrics and the message that uh, we're putting out to the people, one of the songs is uh, Voids Can Be Filled. It's more of a classical kind of uh, song with a, a, a violin and, and a cello in it. And, uh, but it's just the words is voids can be filled in a day. And mm-hmm. it's true. It's up to the people to go, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I can get rid of what's bothering me and, and go at the positive end of being alive. You know, there's too much, there's so much negativity and so much hate and, and love and positivity will reign.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's at least my opinion.
0: Hey, that's a good opinion and to have, my friend. Just if
1: people are getting it, I mean it's opening up. Uh, I'm currently in Minnesota right now. Uh my home is Colorado basically. I've been there for the last forty years, but I came to Minnesota because uh, I needed to be here for it to, you know mm-hmm. uh, to to pull part of this off. And um and now that winter's over, thank God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Point <laughs> out the truth. So, <laughs>
1: So I can do some fishing and yeah, you know, uh, I really do believe this, this is a new birth of people going, you know, cause music, it does what it does. It, it doesn't matter what genre mm-hmm. uh, it is. It affects people and without music. And, uh, it's a big part of who we, who everybody is. Mm-hmm. This is the music. Well, and, uh, and especially the live music. And, uh, so some of the clubs are opening up here and, um, I'm waiting for the time when I can have a full house and, you know, COVID is, is, uh, and mask wearing and all that mm-hmm. is in the past. And I do believe that it will be fairly soon mm-hmm. that it's, it's, it's going to come back. And, uh, the music industry definitely is, you know, millions of musicians, and the people in the industry, uh, have lost everything.
0: Mm-hmm. A lot of you know. Oh yeah, and I
1: was yeah. Time to, you know, to get it back and let's rock again. Mm-hmm. You know, get that
0: mm-hmm. and get when you talk. Out of you. Yes. And when you talk about the the music, uh, you know, not only the musicians and whatever, you know, we're talking about the, the touring and, and the people who help make those tours, the roadies, the, all of the truck drivers, all of this stuff. This is corporations on wheels in some certain cases, from the bigger acts and even down, to, you know, as you whittle down into the mid acts. I mean, that's a lot of people that have had to sit on the sideline and try to find, you know, an alternative way to uh, keep uh, the ends, uh, make those ends meet. So this is, again, when things are opening up, this is so good because man, there was just so many people just sitting still.
1: Yeah, and they weren't together. We got to mm-hmm. be together, you know, and uh, that's so important for now. So I really see that the future, uh, at least in the in the industry, live music, that uh, the love is going to come out and the enjoyment, and we deserve it now. Oh. It's, it's it's time to. To do
0: it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, speaking of live music, uh, before I want to kind of get into an area, t- uh, we, we got into a little bit last time uh, and on your uh, uh, webpage, thelitter.net, uh, the uh, you, and I got to talk about a few of these uh, acts, but you guys, uh, the band The Litter, perform with so many bands in their run. Uh, I just wanted to ask about a couple, try to kind of put a couple of them in because it's a little more topical. You know, so we can have these, you know, just not me just throwing a name at you here. OK, you know, at the time today, they just announced the 2021 class uh, for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I'm looking on your list. You've got plenty of Rock and Roll Hall of Famers in there. But uh, one in particular who's on the list for this year, it was a, an act that you guys played with. Uh, well, you played with him, but you played with the, his band, The Naz, uh, I want to talk about Todd Rundgren. And Todd finally getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. Uh, pretty big honor. I mean, this guy was a kid back in his teens working with the Naz and uh, making himself known as a, uh, a solo artist in the 70s, a guy that's still making music today. Uh, what can you remember from uh, about the Naz? Because they had some pretty good little numbers uh, back in their day. Uh,
1: we actually did an eight-city tour with, with Todd and Naz. Oh, wow. Uh, and it was awesome. And then uh, after that, uh, Todd got into. Um, he, he had one really big hit. I, I remember that. Um, I, I can't remember the name of it. I'm terrible at names once in a while. But um, uh, he uh, uh, he turned producer, and uh, I don't know if you know this, but he produced uh, Meatloaf. Mm-hmm. So he was a producer of Meatloaf, and uh, after the tour, uh, uh, about a year later, and called him. He was living in New York. I don't know was now, but he was a living in New York at the time, and um, I had a band uh, out of uh, Colorado, and uh, uh, and uh, he was open to produce that album for me, but it it, did, it never panned out. But uh, I talked with Todd, you know, quite a bit on the store, and he was a great guy, and he he really deserves to be in, in, in the Hall
0: of Fame, mm-hmm.
1: absolutely. So I'm I'm really excited for him.
0: Mhm one could just go back and listen to some of those records he put out in, you know th- throughout the 70s you know when he first left the NAS and was was making uh, some pretty really uh, interesting things that came out by the mid 70s where he was really at his full powers in the studio so yeah this was another one of those long overdue uh, acts uh, to get into the rock and roll hall of fame uh, another uh, one I want to chat with too is a guy that passed away not all that long ago he was a hell of a guitar player. He was a big man in, uh, at certain points in his life. Uh, I'm going to talk about uh, Leslie West. Of course, he was with the Vagrants and then, of course, of Mountain fame. What can you remember of, of playing with Mountain, who was kind of uh, almost like uh, the cr- American version of Cream to a, to a point uh, with the whole Felix Papalardi connection?
1: Uh, we did it a couple of gigs with them. I remember one was in Chicago at uh, Aragon Ballroom. Uh, and uh, he was he was fairly quiet. Uh, I had a chance to talk to him for oh probably about an hour, and uh, he was very confident. He was a great guitar player. Uh, he liked to play loud. That, you know that's what I like to. You know if it's too loud, you're too old. That's what I, you know, I always said. You know, but um, uh, great guitar player. He knew what he wanted. Let's say that, and yeah. he, he, he loved doing what he was doing, and a quick hour, you know.
0: Oh, just a chance at meeting uh, as far as, you know, uh, between gigs and stuff. That was very cool. I mean, you've, you've got to be rub shoulders with, a, uh, rush shoulders with a lot of really, really fantastic legendary guitar players. And even more some of the unsung ones. I mean, you got to play a gig with Spirit, of course, with Randy California. That's a name that doesn't get mentioned near enough, I think, as far as those great guitar players. This was a guy that was playing in his what, 15, 16 years old. And, uh, Jimi Hendrix wanted to take him to London to be a part of the experience. A guy that left us a little, a very, he was relatively a younger man when he passed away at some 20, 30 years ago, but Randy California and spirit. Now that was another group that, uh, again, should have, should have been a little bit bigger, but what do you remember with about spirit, Randy California?
1: I got one kind of cool story with, uh, we were out in LA and we already played with spirit a couple of times. And, uh, uh, California, uh, I mean, they were super nice guys. I mean, the drummer—he—he he was a, at that time one of the older players that finally made it. I think, uh, yeah. he was, uh you know, in, in his fifties, I believe, when he finally, you know, gets going. And uh, we were in California. We got invited over to his house, and um, and so we we hung out at his house. Uh, I think it was uh, Topeka Canyon, I believe uh, where the house was and we spent a day with them. It was great. You know, I, I, the one thing is I always wanted to meet all the, all the guys, you know, and we were friends with, you know, a lot of the bands, especially the ones out of Detroit and Chicago, you know, the area. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, uh, my two, my two really favorites when, uh, I actually jammed with John Bonham when we were doing, you know, uh, Zeppelin dates. Oh, and, um, and that, that was the, probably the best moment of my whole life. Here I am, you know, jamming with John. And, <laughs> you know, we were doing a gig in Chicago. It was a two-day event at the uh, Kinetic Playground
0: uh, there. That's a hell of, that was a hell of a bill from what I can remember us reading about. I mean, you guys uh, were, were with Zeppelin. Was that the one with, with Jethro Tull as well? Sadly, bro. Oh, there's another another band you don't hear near enough about as far as the rock and roll history stories. Uh, Kim Simmons, uh, very 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 cool guitar player.
1: Yeah, and I guess he's gone now too, isn't he?
0: I think he might be still alive. I think he might be the last one of the last in line here. If it, I haven't heard anything to the to the latter.
1: Yeah, I talked to him about ten years ago. Uh, I got a hold of him, but it was it was really special with the litter because in those days all the bands were starting them. To- be successful, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, and it was, a, a we were all kind of comrades, you know, it was, it was, it, it wasn't the ego. I mean, everyone knew that, you know, I mean, even with Zeppelin, it was, it was, it wasn't the ego with them as they, they were just really nice people, mm-hmm. you know? And, and those days we were all going for it. And, that's what excited me a lot. Was i was going, God, I'm part of this. This is so cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the excitement of making it, that was in everyone's
0: minds. Yeah. You know? Now, what can you remember? I mean, I I just love talking guitar players. But another one I I really thought was was something special was uh, Terry Kath. There's another guy that left way too early Terry Kath, of course of uh, Chicago and uh, he unfortunately passed away in the mid 1970s but that was another guy that had a lot of uh, had a lot of uh, gusto man I mean that was another one of those uh, Hendrix kind of uh, you know threw his uh, respect behind but what do you know about I mean in just seeing him in concert, you know playing gigs with him and, and listening to him what do you remember about Terry Kath because he's been gone for so long now
1: We were headlining the show on State Street. They had a really, uh, they had a number of cool, really concert venue bars, you know, mm-hmm. there, and uh, we were headlining, and uh, they were called um, uh, CTA at the time, you know, and they were just, they weren't really known yet, mm-hmm. and uh, so um, they played before us, and I'm sitting up, they had a little balcony in the venue, and I'm, I'm just blown away by this fan. I'm going, holy cow, these guys are incredible because oh, yeah. I really with the horn section and the guitar plan it it's it matched so well and and in those days as the love of playing and who we were our signature sound everything was there and um you know then you know once you get really big there it gets normal is to say you know mm-hmm. uh but the growth of of bringing the band into, into the arena that, um, that's what I experienced. And that was just so cool to, to have the, the, the love and the love that they had, that we all had of doing it, you know, before, uh, it got real popular, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, but, um, uh, yeah, that was another, I mean, there were so many great bands in those days,
0: mm-hmm. you know, Yeah, it's just looking at your list, man. It's just like, oh, my God. I mean, if I was sitting with you in person having a coffee or doing whatever, uh, we'd probably ramble and ramble for hours and hours. But I just wanted to have a little chat about a few of those acts here, uh, take a little dip into the past uh, with the litter. And uh, Tom Murray, uh, before we uh, part today, I just want you uh, to have the floor here to uh, uh, let the listeners know uh, of anything uh, that they, you know, as far as like, you know, getting an album, a copy of the litter's record. record or is there still available copies of the of the uh, Lakota's perspective or is that uh, was that a limited pressing
1: no they're still available we're just starting to go with that now Uh, if you go to thelitter.net you can uh, get the album and the cds i believe Uh, if you go to thelitter.net forward slash Lakota that's l-a-k-o-t-a then that's where you can order the uh, the picture disc Um, so it's uh, thelitter.net and they'll that forward slash Dakota Lakota. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, uh, within the next two weeks, uh, there'll be a site that you can go to, to get downloads of it. So if you don't have a record player or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you can just download it onto any device that you want. It, it's, uh, the reviews, everything. It's just, yeah, I'm proud of this album and I'm really proud of the, the, the Lakota perspective because there's such an awareness of, you know, for today, so after a year of doing nothing, I had to sit back and go. Oh, got to wait for this, you know,
0: mm-hmm. to happen.
1: So it's, it's even though it's it's a you know a little over a year old, it's a it's brand new now because mm-hmm. we didn't didn't do anything for the last year. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the same, and uh, I hope people will, will pick it up and um, and listen to the lyrics and listen to what what both of us, Doug and, and the winner, are really saying to to the people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they'll dig it.
0: Right on. For Pioneer 90.1, I'm Glenn Brogget.